welcome to a celebratory episode number 158 of the Jackson Hole Connection. I'm Stefan Abrams, and we are celebrating three years of podcasting as of this week. Thank you, everyone, who has been tuning in each week to listen to your neighbor, your friend, your coworker, or someone new whom you may find a connection with. Each week, a business sponsors this podcast, but this week, I'm giving a huge shout out to my team at the Jackson Hole Connection, The Vault, Jackson Hole Marketplace, and The Liquor Store. Why the shout out? Well, we were just certified as great place to work. Straight from the feedback which the team provided, we are the first business in Jackson Hole, Wyoming to earn the certification from great place to work. Welcome to the Jackson Hole Connection. I'm Stephen Clark Abrams, your host. Before I begin this week's episode, I want to say thank you to everybody who tunes in each week and welcome to all of you new listeners. Please share this podcast with someone you know, because my mission is to bring you fascinating stories of people connected to Jackson Hole. The people sharing these stories are the same people we see on the trails, hiking, and riding the ski lifts, or drinking a good cup of joe at a coffee shop. Sharing stories allows us all to learn and grow so we may all live full lives. And for today's episode, Michael and I take some time to reflect upon the past three years of this podcast. The past three years have been a fabulous learning experience and an absolute incredible journey. When speaking with my guests, I've absorbed so much information about people's lives, and I've heard how we can be all connected through a little bit of conversation. All of my guests have shared something special of themselves as individuals, and I feel deeply connected to all of my guests over the past three years, which also helps me to be more connected to you and my community. Please enjoy this short recap with Michael and I. And a wise person once told me, the days are long, but the years are short. So drop us a line via Facebook, Instagram, or email. How have the stories you've heard impacted you? And how do you feel connected to this community and the community where you live? We all have a story to share, so let's all take some time to listen. Hey, Michael, super to see you in... Zoom, it'd be better even in person. But, um, you know, this is episode 158 that you and I have done together. Congratulations. It's, it's nice that you and I can spend some time talking to each other. Yeah. Congratulations to you, Stefan. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen you, I don't think, since uh, Christmas, pretty much when we did another recap episode of last year. So I'm really excited that we're going on three years. Uh, I didn't think personally we would make it to this uh, when we first sat down over by. I think we're outside of Cowboy Coffee when we had our conversation for the first time uh, over three years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, oh, this guy will probably last like 10 episodes. And then I don't know, maybe he'll keep going. But um, I'm super impressed that we've made it this far together, especially. I think it's it's funny that you were thinking that I might make it 10 episodes. (laughs) You had such you had such confidence. And I was I was hoping that you'd uh, uh, keep on going. And uh, but uh a lot of people try it out and uh, just realize how much of a time commitment it really is. Cause I think you had such a high hopes and lofty goals for it, which I think we've met some of those goals. I don't know if mm-hmm. we've hit all of the marks that you were looking for, but I think you've had a lot of really amazing conversations over the past three years. 
And I hope that's probably the biggest takeaway is actually the people that you've met and the conversations that you've had. Agreed. The communication aspect of it is what I love so much. And and I know I say this in, in the introduction each week about talking to people and how it connects you with other people and, and you can learn so much by listening to what somebody says. And we we can learn by listening versus speaking. And I I know that in a lot of my everyday schedule, sometimes I'm just in my office all day. So by having the podcast, it gives me an opportunity to find ways to reach out to other people in the community to to learn more about them. And, and I'm very grateful that everybody has committed their time to me as well. And, and then the listeners, the people who tune in each week. Yeah, we have a pretty dedicated group of listeners from what I can tell from the people that have listened. And uh, we have a pretty good following on social media now. If you if you haven't yet, please like us on Facebook and Instagram. We're always looking for more people on there, but we have a pretty engaged group there and we like hearing the feedback, especially uh, getting reviews. Uh, that's always helpful, as you mentioned, in a lot of the starts of the episodes too. So the more reviews, the better. The more word of mouth is also great too. But um, yeah, so we launched this September 20th, 2018, Stefan, uh, with an interview with Tim Harland. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, like, can you remember that far back? I guess it would be the first question. And uh, was it what you expected starting this podcast from when you first started over three years ago? I I do remember. And I also remember having needing to have Tim come back and record again because for the first several, don't know how many episodes, I was dealing with some distortion and... So I was calling these people back. I don't know what's going on, but we have to redo your your interview. And I remember sitting down and talking with Tim. And Tim's an easy, easy person to talk to. And I've known him since the days of working at the brew when he was bartending at the brew pub and then worked his way up to being the marketing director and then went over to Wyoming Whiskey. And he and his brother are now real estate moguls here in, in the Valley. And I remember one of the things that Tim said was, in high school, they had an exchange student who was from Iran. And that exchange student was here in the US when Iran took US hostages. And the exchange student said, don't judge me by my government, judge me by who I am. I, I thought that was very pro- profound. Yeah. So and- how do you think you've changed, I guess, personally, in how you've started interviewing people and in your interview style? Do you think that you're pretty much the same guy, or do you think that how you talk to people is differently now since uh, you first started? Well, we all change. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't There's... know. For the better, I guess would be the the, the key. And, yeah. Do we change for the better? Do we yeah. change for the worse? Um, I feel as though the more I've interviewed people, I feel more comfortable interviewing people. It's when I interview people, some people get nervous. I said, well, don't be nervous because we don't have to be nervous when we're having a conversation with somebody. And even though this is being recorded or we see each other via video or here in person, it's an, it's just an opportunity to, to talk. And I feel that I catch a few things that people say, little nuggets, and I try to go into it a little bit more. And I'm also far more comfortable with just letting the person speak versus me trying to speak. Yeah, I can definitely notice that 
I wouldn't have necessarily paid attention, but if you look at the the lines when I'm doing the editing, you can see when kind of the conversation split up, it could just be the tone is slightly different, or maybe one person speaking a little bit louder. But I would say it's definitely like a good like 30, 70, you're probably talking 30% of the time and the guest is at least talking about 70% of the time. So, which is the way it should be. I mean, you're talking to new people each week. I, you have a lot to say, but I think having a new guest, obviously you want to give them kind of the floor to speak what they're, what you're having them on for. So, so I think you do a great job of doing that. So we've had a lot of memorable guests over the past three years, Stefan. Do you have a few that stand out that you want to highlight here? I do. I, I started doing some research. Thanks to your uh, prompting there, Michael. And before I get into some of the guests, I want to mention one of the people I interviewed recently, and, and it's the new owner of of Valley Bookstore. Wendy and I were talking about how books can be such a great gift. And I haven't posted this on our social media yet, but I want to. And and what I'm going to post are some pictures of the books that my great-grandmother gave to my grandfather back in the early 1900s. And then also the book that my mom gave to me when I was born in in 1974. And while people are listening, I'd love for people to use the social media channel to share some of those intimate books that are special to them that people have written an inscription on and received as a gift. And, And think about the next time you want to give a gift to use it as a poignant moment to where you're giving something a part of yourself and that the receiver will cherish it for, for the rest of their life, for a lifetime. Great. So one thing that actually, um, from your interview with Wendy, in the book about uh, a prayer for Owen Meany, um, actually that was gifted to me when my son, whose name is Owen, uh, was about a year old. Uh, I had somebody that was a DJ at KH Well. And they actually gave me that book just based on the fact that my son's name is Owen. So I thought that was pretty, pretty random that you guys were talking about that book. And I was like, oh, that's actually the sec- one of the second books or second or third books that you've had a guest on that I don't think you had read, which you've read a lot of books that I haven't read yet. But it was that one and Tuesdays with Maury. I mean, my last name is Maury, spelled differently, but I also have that book on my shelf. So uh, Prayer for Owen Meany and Tuesdays with Maury were two books that were hanging out with me on the bookshelf when I heard you guys talking about it. I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> After I interviewed um, with Dave Camp Schulte and he mentioned Tuesdays with Maury, he, the next day he brought me a copy of it. Nice. And I read it that weekend. I think we went camping and I started reading it. And I was so moved by the book. I ordered, I think something like five to 10 copies of the book. And I've almost handed them all out. I'm, I'll keep the copy that um, Dave gave gave to me. But people are like, well, do you want it back? I said, well, if you have somebody to give the book to, to pass it forward would be fabulous. But if you don't, just bring it back and I'll give it to somebody else. And I, I haven't received a copy back at this point, which I'm, I'm happy to hear. Yeah. I mean, for anybody that likes having conversations and learning about interesting people, that's a, a great book to read for sure. And, and what's funny is I was talking to Charlie Schinkel, who I interviewed, um, but he's one of the workout coaches where I work out at Training to Be Balanced. And there's a group of 
people that work out at training to be balanced. And he goes to lunch with them on occasion. And he tells, <laughs> he tells these older guys that, Hey, you guys are my Tuesdays with Maury. <laughs> I, I guess that's a compliment, I suppose. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> they're, they're his Maury. Yeah. Yeah. There's three other people They're they're all sharing some aspects of life sure. with, with Charlie. So, but going back to your question about some, some people that I interviewed that made an impact, I've been impacted by everybody I've interviewed. And I walk away from the initial recording feeling one way. And then after it goes live and I hear back from some people, especially like my brother, he sends me a text practically every week about the interview, which I so appreciate. Um, we all need a brother like that or a sibling just in general. Um, so, so when are we going to get him on the podcast? When is he going to be on? <laughs> we have a few him. openings. Yeah, He is the reason I moved to Jackson. So he does have a connection. I'll ask I him think that to. would be a great, great opportunity to have him on. Wants to be on here. But um, everybody has made an impact on, on my life. But with what we're going through still in, in this pandemic, it hasn't gone away. I, th- I think there's some people's stories and, and work that they're doing that's important for people to think about. And to start is sleeping. And that was Martha Lewis in episode number 36. So well over 120 episodes ago, interviewing Martha Lewis, she took the big, bold step of starting her own business because she had kids that weren't sleeping well. But it's us as adults that don't invest in ourselves well enough and sleep well enough. And whether it's a Martha or another entity that's out there, it's so important that we allow ourselves time away from the screens and to invest in our bodies, in our health, and sleep is a major, major part of that. And and going to another one was, this one was more recent with Erica Oldie, and I love food. And she and I were talking about some food. So just as a reminder, I believe around Thanksgiving time, she's going to come out with the green bean casserole redo. <laughs> That's what she said in the interview. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. I still so, check out old and new sometimes and I follow their Instagram and it still makes my mouth water. So I, I haven't, sorry, Erica, I haven't made any of the recipes, but I am waiting on that green bean casserole. <laughs> Did you see the recipe I posted on uh, the social media for me and my son actually made uh, one of the cakes or one of the pies? I can't remember exactly which one it was, but oh, it was a, it was a bar. It was like a, a uh, almond butter bar that was um, super, super delicious. We had to make some variations because we didn't have all the exact ingredients, but um super delicious bars that were just uh, very scrumptious. And my son uh, was bouncing off the walls for a while after that, but <laughs> <laughs> of excitement or uh, energy, both, both <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Uh, I love it. And, and then also more recently, Michael talking with John Zendler episode number 145, who is a chiropractor here in town and he was going to have a knee replacement and had a surgery and an infection set in and the infection with all of the interaction that he had with his doctors could not go away. And, And I believe he almost passed away, but 
he survived. And ultimately the doctor said for you to live, we need to remove your leg and listening to, to him of how he has overcome that amputation and still is able to live a, an active lifestyle here in a community where activity is so important and his wife would not allow him to give up. She kept pushing him. She was right by his side the whole way, but it it just, we all need somebody in our lives who will support us and give us the strength that when we feel that we, we can give up or it's time to give up, will not allow us to give up. Yeah. I thought his story was super inspirational and I didn't, I didn't know anything about him. A lot of these people I I had never heard of. And you recommend that I reach out to try to get on the podcast. And yeah, I had no idea his background. And that was a very inspirational story when he was telling about that. So I thought that was really incredible. Uh, One, one person that I thought was super inspirational that was recently was John Sims. Um, Mm. And it was inspirational and also like, man, I should be doing more with my life kind of thing. Cause um, he, he just made it seem so easy. Like you see something, just do it. You see a problem, just create something to fix it. Mm-hmm. And um, just so nonchalant, like, oh yeah, I created this thing. I don't know why it didn't exist. I just did it. And uh, just made you seem like, wow, I just, uh, I really should be doing more. <laughs> and then uh I think one of the, one of the biggest audible gasps I've done because like his story was so incredible. And then at the end of the interview, he's like, Oh, and by the way, basically I had somebody reach out in the past couple of years and said that, Oh, I believe you're my father. I was like, what, what is this story? This such an incredible life. And then just in the past five years, such an incredible heartwarming getting together with family, but people that you didn't know existed out there that you have such a connection with. So I was, that was such an incredible moving story, I think from John. So, and he said that his daughters have a relationship with his other daughter, his first daughter Mm -hmm. that he found out that he had later. And I have the benefit of actually seeing people face to face when, when interviewing, that was an actual in-person interview to where, so many other interviews have been virtual nowadays and to see John's emotions on his expressions was very moving and humbling to see and how he just embraced the situation. I thought it was, um, speaks a lot about who he is. So you've interviewed a lot of people. Uh, so what guests do you think that maybe, made you laugh the most or maybe was a little bit more lighthearted, I guess, during the interview process. Do you have anybody that stands out? Hmm. Well, talking to Tim is always fun. <laughs> you know, the number one guest. And and I remember I think Rick Howe might have been guest number three-ish or so, somewhere around there. And hearing about how he wrote on his wall, drew the Tetons after coming out here. But I would I would say, Michael, I even feel a little intimidated at times to talk to some of the guests when I read their bio, who they are. But it once when I get to talk to them, it makes me realize that we're all just people and we've all had some of the same similar e- experiences. And 
laughing is so important and, and so healthy. And, and I, I try to do it with, with the guests as, as much as possible. So you have Tim Harland and Rick Howe. From an editor's perspective, I think the well, the one that actually made me laugh the most was recently was probably Wendy, which just happened. Mm-hmm. She was pretty good about, I don't know, rousing you or calling you out <laughs> on a few things. I thought was, I don't know if it was necessarily funny for you, but it was pretty funny from my perspective that she was, um, she was pretty funny. And uh, April Norton, she seemed hilarious. I've never met her in person, but um, she, she is. She was really and, funny. And, you know, talking to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Virginia and Margaret. And it's, Margaret? Yeah. Oh, man. Putting those two together is is criminal. I feel like <laughs> when you have more than... When you have two guests on the other side, I feel like it, it's bound to be almost more of a funnier interview just because they're kind of feeding off each other and they know each other and they know mm-hmm. um, what makes each other laugh and tick, I guess, as well. But um, I, yeah, it's usually when you get those two people. Also with Heather and Polly from Pearl Street Bagels, they were also pretty funny during their interview too. So uh, I would definitely check those out if you're looking for a good laugh, especially Virginia and Margaret. I assume the balloon rally will be coming up again this is that happened in the spring? Is that no, it happens around the 4th of July. Oh, okay. And they they did it again this year. They had a huge anniversary this year for the balloon rally. And those those two continue to pull it off. It's it's pretty amazing what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So has a guest ever changed your view or opinion on a particular subject? Hmm. That's a tough question. Um, it's a good question. I can't recall. However, what I can say, Michael, is I do feel that guests get me to have me thinking about what my perspective is on a particular position. You know, when talking to Shane Hollingsworth and talking about mental health and him being on here to talk about what he's gone through and the changes he's made, and that was brave right there. It didn't, if it changed my opinion, it changed my opinion in perspective that it's okay to allow yourself to be vulnerable and you could help somebody else by sharing something that's personal and intimate, which you might feel is more taboo or culturally not acceptable. And and that's important. And, and also the bravery of Andrew Munns and how he found the ability, the courage to come out of the closet and what he had to go through growing up in a town where probably it wasn't as open to people being gay, you know, a gay male um, or anybody being gay. And then he, I believe he spoke to a high school graduating class as well about it. And the guy is absolutely hilarious, but for him to have that bravery was very inspiring as well. Yeah. Andrew, he was actually probably one of the first, almost one of the first people I probably knew maybe a handful of people when I moved to Jackson. And he was one of the first people that I had a conversation with that he really stuck out to me and we became pretty good associates, not necessarily great friends, but I would say that over the course of the nine years that I lived in Jackson, we had a lot of amazing interactions and he was actually I was in the first play he directed, which was pretty cool. He actually reached out to me and thought I would be a great person to be in that. And then 
I would just say like going to all of the I Can Ski Forever shows and I have his book on my shelf and he has another show actually coming up, which is really impressive actually during doing a show during all these times. It's really challenging to do. And so I'm excited for him. And uh, but yeah, just his story and just kind of seeing that progression of him getting more comfortable over the course of the years uh, has been really incredible because he was definitely when I met him, he was a little bit more secretive about his orientation. And uh, so just seeing that progression over the course of those years, when I, when I got to meet him and interact with him was pretty incredible to see him change. And so I'm super happy for him and I wish him all the best for sure. Just to give him a plug for his show that it's coming October 15th and 16th and it's called Homecoming Queen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So if there's any question at all, he is, he's definitely proud of who he is. So, and uh, you can see that now in everything that he does. And uh, he is so so much happier than when I first met him too. And so much more comfortable being in Jackson. Um, he was always looking for uh, different places to go. He went to Iceland and kind of discovered himself more. And then I think he's finally come to a realization that while Jackson isn't necessarily the perfect place for him, it's where he feels like the most at home. So um, you can really see how he's changed over the course of the past 10 years, basically, since I've met him. One person that actually kind of impacted how I kind of not necessarily look or view on a particular subject was Shepard Humphreys. I, I didn't know much about him going into that interview, but he owns the, the shooting range, which um, families can go to and take shooting practice. And I don't uh, think he owns the shooting range. Oh, it's the um, shooting experience. I yeah, guess. he owns the, yeah. the Jackson Hole shooting experience where he takes them out onto ranches. Mm-hmm. They don't own their own facility? No, no, I don't believe okay. so. He he um, has agreements with people to use their property or he goes out onto public lands, I believe. Oh, okay. So I guess just him personally, his story was pretty inspirational for how he got going. And really, he started the shooting experience, not necessarily like focused on like, all right, we got to have the best, most amazing weaponry to show people. It was more of this is a place that people can get together and hang out with their family and kind of uh, learn to respect the weapon more than just like the excitement of like shooting a weapon. And just like how he talked about guns and gun safety was just really uh, different than I guess I was expecting from people that are super interested in guns and promoting them, I guess. But um, I thought he was, it was a really great story and didn't necessarily change how I viewed on it, but it really made me appreciate um, more of the respect for weapons over um, just using them as just entertainment, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think his new book, it, it is now out about um, long range shooting. And we're talking about a mile. <laughs> yeah. If not- yeah. He said they got one of the records or something like that, right? Of uh, one of their guests got one of the shooting records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure did. So three years of doing this stuff and what has kept you motivated over the course of three years to keep this going every week. I think we've missed literally one week without uploading an episode. I think that was it. What happened? No, joking. <laughs> a holiday, <laughs> I, I, think? Uh, I think you wanted a week off, I believe. <laughs> what keeps it, what keeps me motivated is hearing from people, the feedback and when people hear, Oh yeah, I, I did listen to your podcast or Hearing back like from Moosey when she called me to say that she received a letter from somebody that she hadn't heard from in many, many years, that was quite special. And they wanted to connect with her. And Moosey's now 100 years old. She was 
getting close to being 99 when I interviewed her for episode 100. And, and that was so heartwarming when to hear that somebody took the time to write her a letter that they heard her on a podcast. It's those little things. That's great, Stefan. Um, so last thing that I'm curious, um, we've talked about certain guests and having people on the podcast and we're always looking for new guests. Anybody mm-hmm. that's interested and has a good story um, or is a deep connection to Jackson, please let us know. But just throwing it out there, what are two guests that you'd love to interview, but we haven't had as a guest yet? I still have on my dream list of interviewing Dick Cheney. I would love to hear his perspective of growing up here in Wyoming and what it was like. And what did he think he was, what were his aspirations as a kid? And then to think about how he ended up being vice president of the United States. And then another one I would love to interview another person would be Yvonne Chouinard because of what he's done for the climbing world, the, the outdoors world and running a very successful multinational corporation, which really stays true to its core beliefs, and then passing that business off to the next generation of, of leaders, what that was like for him. Yeah, Ivan, he's, yeah, we should really try to get him on the podcast. That's one I need to keep pursuing because um, haven't had luck connecting to the right person yet. But if anybody out there does have a great connection with Yvonne or knows Yvonne personally, please let us know. Uh, One person that I've had the luck of meeting once in Jackson, he came into uh, K-12 radio station when I was working there to record some stuff was Harrison Ford. He would also be a a great person to have on. But um, I mean, his story is obviously pretty incredible. And obviously he has a deep love for the Valley. So he would, I would tag him onto the list as well of people that I would dream guests to have on the podcast. I would add that too. Well, you only asked me for two, so. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah, I know. Um, but I do have another one and I'm working hard on getting him and it's Gap Pucci. And Gap is, he's had two books out. Uh, he was an outfitter, Crystal Creek Outfitters. He's 87 years old. In the wintertime, his chickens live inside with him. But he's working on his third book and he doesn't type. He doesn't have a computer. And when I asked him about doing an interview, he's like, well, just call me and we'll do it. It's like, well, Gap, I need to give you a particular number to call to record. He's like, I don't know about this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like maybe you'd have to do an in-person at his place, maybe with some chickens around. It'd be a good background noise. It it would be some good background noise. (laughs) Is there another person that you feel I should... Have on, um, the, on the show. You no, know, that's the I, Yvonne Chenard was up there for me. So I was just thinking of a couple as well. And Yvonne Chenard, he, I've, I met him once too when he actually came in to the radio station. Everybody comes in the cage well, it seems at one time, but, um, and he was super genuine and super nice. And I don't even think you would even, I don't think he's a physically recognizable person. You're probably just like, oh, that's a, another person that's kind of um, grew up around here or lived around these parts for a long time. And, uh, but he was super down to earth and really nice guy when I actually was able to meet him. But uh, no, I would say Yvonne Chenard and Harrison Ford are up there for me for the two people that uh, I would love you to sit down, sit down with you, or maybe they want to call me up personally. I don't know. But. <laughs> well, if they do uh, just book a zoom call or in-person interview with them. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, Stefan. Well, those are the questions I had. Uh, I've loved working with you over the past three years and helping edit and doing the marketing on the podcast here. Uh, do you have any closing words, I guess, for the people of three years? Yes. And, and to, to start, it's, it's for you, Michael, because you've hung in there with me for the past three years doing this podcast and you've offered an immense amount of suggestions, ideas. You're, you're on the back end of it that keeps the podcast going. And, and I, I could not do it without you. And, and I appreciate it. And there's a lot of times that I'm very last minute or I get a late text from you. Hey, that didn't work. And I'm like, uh Oh, and holding up Michael and pulling him away from his family. So um, thank you for, for all of your investment that you yeah. made to this. It's definitely kept me organized. I do sometimes have to base trips around <laughs> the, the podcast schedule. Uh, and it's not necessarily gotten in the way at all, but um, it's like, well, I need to make sure that I have a Wi-Fi connection so I can make sure to get the podcast up. Um, so certain maybe outdoor camping trips have to be like, oh, I got to make sure at least I have some connection here on Wednesday evening to at least get something going. Um, but uh, it's definitely been an enjoyable part of my week pretty much every week for the past three years. So well, thank you. And and it's the listeners as well and, and the guests that make it what it is. And and I do appreciate everybody for for taking their time to interview with me, but also everybody else to for for listening in. And please remember to to share the podcast with other people, episodes that you want other people to listen to. But give us a shout out on social media. We want to hear from you of who you think you would want to listen to as well. All right. Thanks, Stephen. You're welcome. Thank you, Michael. Um, enjoy the day. And it's always a pleasure to see you and enjoy time with your family because uh, those kids grow up fast. And with Owen being in kindergarten now, and now we have William in kindergarten, it's it's so cool to see them getting on the bus and off the bus. And um, it's it's those special moments that we have with our with our little ones. So embrace them. Yeah, maybe in a year or so, we can have them interview each other and see how that goes. I'd be a hoot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the special episode of the Jacksonville Connection. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right, Michael. Take care, buddy. Yeah, you too. Thank you. All right, bye. For more information about this podcast and past guests, please visit thejacksonholdconnection.com or look us up on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you, everyone who helps keep the Jackson Hope Connection on the air. Michael Morey, the marketing director and editor who listens to every single second of this podcast. My wife, Laura, and my boys, Lewis and William, couldn't do it without you three. I sure hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of the Jackson Hole Connection.